Welcome to our brand new show It's not that complicated so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of an actor's movies Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank Okay, Jamie, so we start this week, uh, of course, we're talking about a uh, quite a short episode of TV, which gives us a little bit of time just to talk about other things. So, mm. of course, you know, we're an Anne Hathaway podcast, and we've yeah. got to ask, how well do you know Anne Hathaway? So I'm going to be asking you some uh, <laughs> oh, quiz no. questions, you're going to be telling me what you think the answers are, and then we'll find out where we are in between, okay? Okay. Oh, right. no. <laughs> no problem. What is Anne Hathaway's this... birthday? I can give you options if you need them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, give me options, please. Sure. November 11th, 1982. November 12th, 1982. <laughs> November 12th, 1983. September 12th, 1982. Okay, so there was only one 1983, uh, which would make her... Well, no, it's the 2020. So that would make her 37, and the other one would make her 38. Okay, I think she's 38. So we had September 11th. Wait, was September 11th? September 12th. September 12th, 1982. September 13th, 1982, I believe you said. Uh, and then October 15th or something like that? No, so November 11th, 82. Yep. November 12th, 82. November 12th, 83. Or September 12th, 1982. Okay, I do not believe it is her birthday today. So I'm going to go for November the 11th, 1982. Okay. Uh, all right, submit my answer. Do I get the results? You are wrong. It is, in fact, November 12th, 1982. Very sad times. That was slightly difficult. Okay, well, one second. I was, one, I was one day off. You're one day off. Not, no, yeah, it was a tough one. You don't get half points, but still. Uh, where was she born? Brooklyn, New York? New York, New York? Or Manhattan, New York? Oh, that sucks. I was going to I was gonna say, I'm fairly sure I know it's somewhere in New York State. Um, so, Brooklyn, Manhattan, or... Okay, well, I guess I'm going to have to show my ignorance here. Um... What's the difference between Brooklyn? I know what I know what Brooklyn is. I know what Manhattan is. I don't know what the difference between those two and then New York, New no, York. Isn't that uh, just all of them? Yeah, I thought New York, New York was just the city of New York. So that's that's a little bit difficult there. Um, I'm gonna go for Brooklyn. I think she grew up in Brooklyn, but I might be wrong. Okay, it is in fact Brooklyn. You are correct. Yeah. All right, we got one out of two. All right, a couple more questions coming up. Uh, how old was she when she got her first role in a motion picture? I mean, you should know this. You've, of course, seen the movie. Uh, is she 15, okay. 16, 17, or 20? 15, 16, 17, or 20. Wait, so we just... I can do the maths on this. I can do the maths. So we just yeah. said that she was born in 1982. The first film is The First Princess Diaries, which comes out in... 2001? It's not, it's not 2000, so I want to say it's 2001. And it was it first in a motion picture movie, right? Uh, yes. Okay, so 1982, 2001. I'm gonna go. It was 15, 16, 17, or 20. Yes. I'm gonna go for 17 is when she got the role. That is in fact incorrect. She was in fact 16 years old when she first oh. got her role. God damn. Very it. sad. Okay, last one. Last one here. Uh, when did she get married? <laughs> When did she get married? September 29th, 2012. September 29th, 2013. Or September 28th, 2010. 
are well obviously every i celebrate anne hathaway's anniversary every year uh and it is september 29th 2012 you are in fact correct it was yeah. september 29th yeah, no, I told 2012 you. I... Ow, ow, I, every year uh, it's it's a personal holiday for me. I, I, I celebrate it by myself. I don't, I don't get anyone round, but no, I, I I sit and I, I reflect uh, on all the good things that Anne Hathaway has done in her life uh, by myself on September 29th every year. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like Anne Hathaway's anniversary comes earlier and earlier every year. Um, okay, so of course that is us with our questions. Uh, is that, was that all of the questions? That yeah, yeah. there's a solid four questions, Jamie. You got two of them right. All right, congratulations. So good thing I know 50% of all things about Anne Hathaway and absolutely 0% of things of how to make a good podcast. But let's carry on anyway with hello and welcome to Blank Spank Season 2, The Hathaway Stashaway. I'm Jamie Loxon. With me as always is my co-host Al Gillespie. Say hello, Al. Hello, Al. How are you doing this week, Al? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. How are you doing, Jamie? I like the responses. I'm fine. Nothing interesting happened to me this week. Jamie, have you got anything interesting that happened to you this week? And unfortunately, Alexander, my response is mostly also no. Um, my brother came down for his birthday. I'm going up to, to Derby for his birthday next week uh, and uh, going to a uh, a hip bingo event. I don't really... It's like a bingo event that's also like fun apparently okay. it's like bingo okay. for young people with club beats and djs and Ooh, things i'm very cool i'm not sure how it's gonna go in fact once this episode comes out uh we're we're not recording next week uh we are recording two back to back as we said uh in our last episode um by the time this comes out i will have been to the bingo event uh, but our dear listeners will have to wait uh, a whole tantalizing another week to find out uh what what hip bingo in derby is like um so uh you know just tant i'm al i'm great at making podcasts just tantalizing teasing our audience for next week they're That's all the gonna want to wanna hear about this story next week jamie it's like you're a crack dealer but instead of crack it's stories about bingo all right you know you just give them <laughs> a little bit and suddenly they want more you know we're gonna have to change this podcast to being a bingo related podcast before you do yeah it. i i i mean that would be a al question mm. say I go to a bingo night and suddenly realize it's my calling. I suddenly revitalize my entire personality to just be fully surrounded. I'm bingoing every night of the week. Down on Monday night bingos at Jerry's at the end of the street. I'm down at Tuesday night bingo in the local library. I'm down at Wednesday night bingo at Hootenanny's for some reason. Hootenanny's the pub just runs a bingo night on Wednesdays for OAPs and me. I'm down at Thirsty Thursdays bingo night in the Lambeth Town Hall. And then of course Friday, Saturday, Sunday I'm going Ruby Tuesdays up in central London. Bingo night every day of the week. How surprised would you be? Um, On a scale of 1 to 10 I'd probably be like a 2. Uh, you know, I, I know you like pop quizzes, not pop quizzes, pub quizzes, uh, and I feel bingo is just an extension of that. Uh, it's just like an age thing, right? Like, kind of, you know, like if a pub quiz is normally like emotionally like a 40 year old thing, then like a bingo is emotionally like a 50 year old thing. So, I, you know, COVID could have aged you. That could happen. I believe that, you know, definitely. It's like, it's, you know, it's, it's definitely a lower effort thing than a pub quiz. So, I, I, I can see, imagine see, I don't, having been I don't aged like... by COVID. Uh, that you could just be emotionally 50 now. 
Yes, but I, I would like to make it clear that um, I like pub quizzes uh, because it's an opportunity to make people think I'm smart. Uh, and there is no skill related in bingo at all. As far as I'm aware, I've literally never done it before. Maybe there's strategies that I need to be looking up before I go to hit bingo next week uh, oh, to, to make sure I've got the edge. There's always a way to get an edge on those numbers, all right? You've got you to gotta just understand how the balls go. And it, it's just like that mental maths in your head. Don't worry. I mean, us us true bingo players, we, we, we understand the art and the, the craft behind it. Okay. Uh, but Janie, enough yep. about bingo. What are we watching okay. this week? Uh, this week, uh, Alexander, much, of course, uh, a thing we are both an expert on. It's very important uh, that we are reviewing this things this week because uh, who else would be better than to discuss the topic of modern love, Alexander? The of anthology course. series from 2019 um, that is based on a New York Times column of the same name that's been running since 2004. Um and yeah, uh, it is a, an anthology series where each episode is uh, a different delving into uh, different forms of love. We've only seen one of these, but uh, they will form sexual, romantic, platonic, familial, self-love. They will just explore all of the different ideas of the word love. Uh, it has an absolutely bonkers cast. Uh, right. Even just in season one, uh, we of course have Anne Hathaway in the episode uh, we are looking at as well as Gary car uh but every episode uh has you know big stars leading the way we've got tina fey and andy garcia we've got dev patel we've got john slattery we've got andrew scott uh we've got john gallagher jr who people might not know but i love him because he's in the newsroom uh we've got judd hirsch appearing in a very small role in uh in the episode that we uh watch and then in season two, they continue to uh, hit the stars. You know, you've got Anna Paquin, you've got Kit Harrington, uh, you've got, goodness gracious, it's difficult to scan through all of these names and pick out the ones that I've heard of. Uh, Sophie Okonedo, obviously a huge stage star here in the UK. Um, and and more. <laughs> I more. can't. And more. So yeah, uh, one of these classic uh, anthology series where you're only bringing in someone for one episode, so you can probably get quite a lot of big stars. Um it has been airing on Amazon Prime Video, which is, I assume, how you uh, watched it as well, Alexander. Oh, which is always fun. Always great to be able to get something that we don't have to fucking pay for. Um, with season one coming out in 2019 and season two coming out in 2021. Uh, it is developed by John Carney, who is the famous director of what other musical, mostly based films, Alexander? Uh, once uh, uh, we in the Irish film which ended up doing really well I think winning the Oscar for best adapted screenplay uh, no best adapted screenplay best uh, original screenplay original song original song okay interesting uh, it also director of Begin Again uh, the movie in which he famously uh, years later slagged off uh, Kira Knightley as just being a supermodel uh, and uh, caused a bit oh. of drama around that I like that film and I think Kira Knightley's good in that film so I think he's being a bit shitty it didn't do as well financially as I think they'd wanted it to um, but it's charming and nice and, um, you know, maybe not his best film, which I think is uh, Sing Street, uh, which was his follow up uh, set in Ireland uh, about a school band uh, who kind of uh, a bunch of kids who come together to form a band and uh, make rock and roll music, which is great. I would really recommend Sing Street. I love it. Uh, um, actually, looking at the dear man's uh, Wikipedia page, it seems that that uh, controversy surrounding Kira Knightley sort of is what caused him to fall off the map a little bit until Modern Love came out. He may begin again in 2013 in the uh, while he was um, 
making Sing Street and obviously uh, more being interviewed and stuff was when he then said those Kira Knightley comments uh, and then did not make anything until 2019 with Modern Love. Um, yeah, but I mean, hopefully, it, so hopefully he took some time to reflect on... Sure. Uh, I mean, Sing Street comes out, what, 2016, right? 2017? Uh, Sing Street 2016, yeah. Sure. I mean, like, I don't know, like a, a two three years year, is not is not a crazy, two years to develop the, yeah. to develop a TV show, and also like I think that, I think in reality it's interesting, right? Because obviously both Once and Sing Street were made with funding from the Irish Film Board, whereas Begin Again was a kind of Hollywood film. He definitely went back from, I think he went made made Begin Again, hated the experience, and then even before he sagged off, Keira Knightley went back to making small, like being like, I want to make Sing Street small again. Like, you know, we're just just in Ireland with um, local funding. I don't really think even slagging off Keira Knightley would probably affect his chances of getting that kind of funding. Um, you know, if the movies do well uh, and like, uh, you know, if he makes if he makes more films, I assume it'll be in the kind of realm of Century and Wants rather than like, I don't think he'll make another. Uh, he, he might make another big film. I just think he doesn't really want to. Um, That's fair enough. Um, but it, it was another Kristen Milioti. That was another one who I forgot is in this as well. Yeah, uh, who I love the the mother from uh, How I Met Your Mother. Um, it got a couple of acting nominations across a couple of uh, major awards. Obviously, the Emmys, uh, outstanding guest actor in a comedy series uh, for Dev Patel. Um, but then in the Critics' Choice Award, uh, Anne Hathaway got nominated for Best Actress in a movie slash miniseries, and Dev Patel got nominated for Best Supporting Actor in a movie or miniseries both of them start in one episode i i'm confused how you could delineate uh, between whether one of them is a lead or a supporting but either way uh they both got nominated uh and anne hathaway for her performance in the episode that we are about to discuss getting some uh, critical acclaim um so yes anne hathaway appears technically in two episodes we're not going to talk about the other one uh, very much because she only appears in it briefly uh but the main episode that she appears in in season one episode three Take Me As I Am, Whoever I Am. Directed by John Carney, written by John Carney, Carney and the original essay by uh, Terry Cheney, uh, which was published in 2008. Um, am I missing anything before we get into things? Yes, of course, we need to, uh, to connect this uh, to our season one erstwhile, our erstwhile season one star, Thomas Jeffrey Hanks, by the virtue of the game Six Degrees of Separation. Um, we have uh, discussed before the episode that we're going to extend it slightly out past um, just the people in this episode uh, because that would make this borderline impossible uh, and instead to anyone who appears in the entire season. Alexander, therefore, this can be done in one step. Do you think you have one? Uh, before, I, before I just absolutely dunk all over you with my Dunk all over me first and then I'll see uh, if I can figure another way together. Tina Fey appears in this as Sarah and Alexander, of course, Thomas Jeffrey Hanks appeared in an episode of 30 Rock with Tina Fey. That makes sense. I was trying to get that through Lindsay Lohan. I was like, Tina Fey's also in Mean Girls. Mean Girls is Lindsay Lohan. Lohan stars with Dennis Quaid in The Parent Trap. Dennis Quaid stars in, I don't know. Lots of movies. Movie 43 alongside Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman stars in... Yeah, at this point, I kind of get it. It feels like Dennis Quaid was in something with Tom Hanks. Maybe I'm making that up. I, mean, I would have thought no, he maybe was. I'm com- maybe I'm confusing him with Randy Quaid. Yeah. Um, 
Let's have it. No, I don't Any think given so. Sunday, no. Parent Trap, no. Garant, no. I guess not. Which I'm, you know, I'm not going to lie. I am surprised by. But, uh, you know, the right stuff, which feels like he'd be in that, but he's not. So, wait, no, did, did you make not. it? Did you make it all the way through? No, I didn't did, make it all my did, way through. You, you haven't made it back to Tom, Tom Hanks. Are you going to make it to Tom Hanks? No, no, no I'm not going to make it to Tom Hanks. We're going I, to I, abandon I this here. Yes, I okay, failed. Okay, fantastic. Therefore, Alexander, it is, of course, your favourite part of the show. I'm trying to remember, this episode begins with Anne Hathaway sitting on a table, uh, writing out her bio on a dating website. Uh, she begins to talk about how to explain who I am and what I am and all this love and... Uh, to make you want to date me, but also to know something interesting about me. Uh, Anne Hathaway kind of goes out. We have the opening of the film. She has red hair at this point. She's wearing a big, uh, you know, kind of orange, red, pink coat uh, and dress. Uh, it's very glittery. She is in a uh, supermarket. Sequiny, specifically. She's, she's out at the supermarket in a... In a I, I can't remember whether it's a dress or a shirt, but it's got loads of sequins. And you might think, oh... Who goes to the supermarket in that? That's 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 a little bit weird. But she's talking about how she's feeling great this morning. She's feeling great. She wants to she wants to carry that vibe through her day, and so she's turned up in her sexy dress, and she wants to find a man because you know when you go out to the bars or the clubs, Al, as I'm sure you're aware, mm-hmm. that's not where the high quality men hang out. The best quality men hang out in the supermarket specifically exactly. by the fruit and so by the peaches of course yes she is off to get a peach and there she sees a lovely young man played by Gary Carr and she has locked her eyes onto him she knows who she's going to be flirting with on this lovely supermarket morning uh, she then proceeds to uh, ask him if he's married he says no she flirts horrifically with him he is like, yo, I like this. And uh, they agree to go get some breakfast together. Uh, at this point, there is a dance sequence, uh, which is very cute. As she kind of is like, this is this is the guy. It's going to be great. Uh, they have a scone and a croissant together. And she goes off to work. We find out She does say she specifically, is... sorry, this isn't La La Land. We'll move away from that, which is a nice yes. little fun joke. I like that. And she goes uh, off to work, where she, she works as a lawyer. lawyer? I think as an entertainment some... lawyer, I think. Yeah, um, lawyer of some uh, description. Yeah, and her colleague comes in and says, hey, I used to be the young hotshot until you came in, uh, but uh, HR are like, you missed four days of work last uh, month, you can't miss four days of work. Um, and she's like, yeah, fair enough. Um, at this point, uh, she then goes back home and I believe falls into uh, a bit of depression. Uh, yes, which she, she, she just explains. says, yeah, it, it, she says it comes along and, and it hits you and you never know when it's going to hit you. And she just collapses into the bed um, and, uh, and and falls asleep. Um, she then gets a phone call from uh, from the young Gary Carr being like, hey, here to come pick you up. Uh, you, you okay? She's finding, sounding quite groggy. Um, he's like, yeah, yeah, no, no, come on, come buzz up. I'll, I'll, I'll let you in. And out she comes and, and she is no longer the the racing, raring, ready to go and Hathaway we saw previously. She's not in a sequin dress. Uh, she is in some more uh, comfortable clothes. Uh, Gary Carr is a little bit like, hey, you, you sure you want to still want to go? And she's like, yeah. Where do you want to go? Dunno. What do you want? Muesli. And he's like, oh, I don't think 
you're gonna be able to get muesli uh, this time of night and and he's like and she's like i know a place uh and so they go to a restaurant uh and muesli and steak yes um I, I do want to say at this point uh, that I, I know what they're going for is that, you know, she's she's in a lot more of a, a depressive state uh, and therefore doesn't but wants to still get out, but is struggling to continue to be sociable. But I feel like at some point Gary Carr would just go, hey, you all right? Yeah. <laughs> Everything OK? Like, like. It's, it's treated like this state is just going poorly. Not uh-huh. that this person is acting completely differently from how she was previously. And also yeah. just in a way that kind of doesn't seem like great for vibes for a date. Like yeah, obviously there are no. reasons for that. But at some point I feel like it would be explicitly stated. We do mm. later learn what is actually going on here. It's yeah. it, at, at this point I was thinking she was just depressed generally it, it turns out uh, it is more specific than that um but uh, yeah gary cart they they continue their date they finish their date uh and and she's like hey sorry i'll come we'll do this another time and he's like will we you don't seem really into this you clearly have yeah. other things to do and i'm like dude no She's not yeah like this, this isn't like someone who's not interested in a date at some point i beg you just go hey are you okay <laughs> you've you've yeah, asked to never... go get muesli <laughs> Yeah, like, it, it, but it's also like, clearly you have somewhere else to go. It's like, well, she's going really slowly, so I feel like she's not, you know? Like, if she had somewhere else to go, she'd be trying to rush through this rather than just be really, seem, again, incredibly depressed throughout the entire thing. Yes, like, yeah. It's not... it's not that she is expressing disinterest and, no. like, wanting to be somewhere else. She is expressing an extreme low level of emotion in general. But anyway, yeah. um, he's like, look, you have my number. You cool. call me when you're feeling better. Sure. Um um she then proceeds to talk about how basically when she was like uh, a teenager she kind of went, like got to bed one day and then didn't get up for like 20 days or something and that she effectively has uh bipolar disorder she um you know has long periods where she's uh like incredibly depressed uh and can't really get out of bed and that which is kind of matched by long periods where she's um has very like high highs and is incredibly productive and tries to compensate for her depression with uh, overproductivity um, mm-hmm. And that's kind of the, the two the two sides we see of that. Uh, she then, I think, actually, this is the next day after her um, call with him, uh, sorry, her date with him. She wakes up and she has a good morning. So she calls him up and she's like, "Hey, let's go have breakfast now." And he's like, uh, "Let's do something tonight." And she's like, uh, "Tonight might not work, but I'm good now. Let's go do now." And he's like, "No, no, I'll see you tonight." She has a good day. She kind of uh, she uh, she meets Judd Hirsch like four times. Yeah, uh, it, we're like in a like musical sequence, and she's dancing through her day, and it's like Judd Hirsch as newspaper salesman, and Judd Hirsch as Officer Mahoney, and uh, it's quite good fun. Um, we then reach the end of the day, and she's getting mm. ready. She's she's all dressed up. She's got a nice uh, shiny dress yeah. on. Yeah. She's and watching Rita right. Hayworth on the... So it's... it's uh, Up until now, she's been compared to Rita Hayworth a couple of times, and she's watching a Rita Hayworth film. And she says, I remember that line with Rita Hayworth, which is they they go to bed uh, thinking they've gone to bed with Glinda and they wake up with me. And then she's like, oh, no, I'm depressed again. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, and so she, it, she has a depressive episode. She breaks down. She cries. Uh, and then Gary the Carr turns up at the door, but he she doesn't answer the phone. Uh, and so we go to the next day. 
Uh, she's meeting with her coworker who we briefly met earlier. Uh, actually, well, yeah, the previous, the previous, I was the one, who, the the it girl before you. Um, and she's either leaving her job or being fired. I couldn't quite, I, I, I can't remember. Is she's she leaving been, her job? She's or... been fired. She's been, like, she's been fired because of a, the lack of attendance. Pretty much. I think there was like an employment tribunal um, internally within the company and it didn't go her way. And, and so she had to go. She's also importantly not telling any of her employees that she has uh, bipolar disorder. Yes. Um, so so her her and her co-worker go for coffee um, and she just at this coffee sort of blurts out, I'm bipolar. Um, and goodness gracious, Alexander, she has told she has the perfect person on the other side of the table yeah, yeah, yeah. to receive this information because this woman is a saint yeah. holy shit she says all the right things she's like no absolutely i completely understand i still want to i want to be friends with you we should be friends i'm glad you've told me this um and and uh, yeah makes it uh, a completely nice she expresses that she was the first person she's ever told um and yeah she says all the the nice things she could possibly want and Anne hathaway in response start we see a montage of she's now telling more people she i think goes to therapy i'm not sure uh but we get a little uh we get an, a voiceover of her describing all the different ways in which she's accepting what she has now uh and and telling more people and yeah. how she feels so much more released and how everyone was kind when she told them and mm-hmm. all those sorts of things I think I think it's meant to have been that she did do therapy before. I think it's just like because so she they, like at very least they show her like doing electroshock and stuff. Um, I think it's just like she's continuing she's continuing on this path of therapy, um, but it's simultaneously being more open about it to to the people in her life, which um, yeah. Is and so we cut back, and she is finishing off her dating bio. Um, which boy howdy I don't know if you've been on any dating apps Al it's a long ass fucking bio holy shit she was like I thought about doing Tinder but I didn't want to I wanted to do this instead so I've written out this essay which takes 30 minutes to read Um, which you know is Um, bold it's 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 an open gambit which is bold yeah but you you know what Uh, good on her glad she's being open and honest and she closes her laptop finishes off her I think she just finishes off being like "Uh, this is absolutely crazy I can't believe I've written all this but I'm going to hit clicks a bit now before I go back on it um, and then she closes the laptop, and that is the end of the episode. Oh, what it a breeze is. through that plot we've oh, done, man. Alexander! If only this Look could be us. every week's description of the film. Um, yes, I, 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 I guess, I guess it's good to well, let's just have a general chat about it. I mean, how did, what did you think of it? Uh, well, of course, before we uh, we must, of course, do our um, anagrams, uh, where we uh, make an anagram of this film's title, uh, somewhat uh, summarizing the plot. Uh, and Alexander, of course, this uh, gives us a, a sort of snapshot, a, a continued um, showcase, for example, of, of the varying emotions of this character, which one might call a mood reel. Ooh, that was yeah. good. Yeah, I'm happy with that one. Um, uh, I'm going to go for... Uh, oh, uh, remove old, all right? You know, you don't need old <laughs> things in your life. Get rid of them. Remove them. Um, uh, that's the message of this, really. We before we uh, talk, because of course this uh, covers lots of very important and serious topics. Before we do that, I do want to make my one joke, uh, which is uh, that I very much enjoy that this is a TV show all about modern love. And, you know, what do them kids have in the modern days? <laughs> Mental illnesses. Yeah. We must show that. Um, uh, but I do think it is very important to, I, I, I would say, I can't think of another time where I've seen a 
relatively new. I think there's been a fucking bipolar disorder plotline on EastEnders, uh, but uh, I, I don't think there has been another time where I've ever seen a, a relatively nuanced and realistic uh, depiction of bipolar disorder, which is, of course, a very important thing to get out there, that this is a thing that people live with, and it is a thing that's quite difficult to live with. Um, mm. and, and to show that representation on screen, and I think very well done by Anne Hathaway, um, is good. Uh, I think it's well acted. Did I love it top to bottom? Was it an incredible revelatory 35 minutes of my life? Not particularly, but it is well made. It is covering an important topic. If we were to call this a rom-com and it's attempting to be funny, I would say that the com is much lighter. In fact, it's very light on both the rom and the com, to be honest. Um, But uh, in what it is... I guess attempting to be which I think if there are lots of different episodes of this not every single one of them has to be falling under uh, the same sort of genre in what it's attempting to do I think it does it very successfully yeah I I think that's fair I think um, for me it's uh, I would be interested to read a review of this by someone who had uh, bipolar disorder that's um, fair because I like I think the way that it like I don't know. The way, it, like, the transitions are, are, feel quite, um, I, like, yeah. Basically, the, the, like... The, 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 sw- the swings between seem, and that may well be the case for some people, but the swings sure. between seem very dramatic and immediate. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Which, which, again, in an un uneducated uh, opinion... Yeah. Uh, doesn't... It feels like perhaps there's more nuance to that. But also, yeah, we're yeah. in a 35-minute period, so... Sure. Um, and that's the, yeah I think that's basically what I would say at least on the performance end is like I can't I can't judge the extent to which this feels true um, but from but and and as such it's often like a hard thing to depict right because it's it's, um, it's uncomfortable but in a way that it, it should be um, you know I like it like I, I like Kani as a director like I think he's a very good visual director um, yeah. like I, I like what he does I like the way he kind of presents information in like just not just like he doesn't just have her the entire thing be this conversation at the end. Like he kind of has her explain her stuff, and we have some like non-literal sequences of it, which is nice. Um, I think Hathaway's good. I think it's just like there's not, there's not really a narrative to it. I guess like it's not it's, particularly it's, no. it's sort of just like you know a, a, a variation on a theme, right? Like it's just okay. Here's a this woman has um, you know bipolar disorder and she wants to be in love, and that's sort of it. Like the narrative, I guess, is like sh- there's this guy she meets and then she doesn't end up with but it's not there's not like a clear arc to anything even within the kind of story structure and you know obviously there's only 30 minutes but at the same time you can tell stories in 30 minutes um and this is more of a just you know like someone reading narration and then us seeing the the thing behind the narration um so i think on that that's the thing which holds it back for me is like i don't i was never invested in this partly because there wasn't really a story there was just like hey this is a day in my life or not not today in my life but here a couple things in my life type of thing yeah that's Um, fair Um, so when we uh, discuss these uh, projects we discuss them on five different categories we of course have the film itself or the thing itself out of five we have Anne Hathaway's performance out of five we have the America's Sweetheartometer how much of America's Sweetheart is Anne Hathaway in this film 
We then have Anne's Mans, the numerical ranking. Everybody will sing one of Anne's, uh, Anne Hathaway's love interests across her uh, filmography. And then, of course, we discuss whether we are going to stash away this film. Is this film uh, going to be uh, good enough to galvanise humanity to fight back against the aliens? Um, so, starting on the, the project itself, out of five, Alexander, what are you going to give it? Uh, of course, I'm going to give the project, uh, I think, like a solid four. I liked it. I don't think it was amazing, but I liked it. Um, yeah, four. Hmm, that's higher than I would have expected from, uh, from what you said. Um, I, I agree. I, I liked this in terms of, I mean, it's, it's a well-produced anthology series. I would, mm-hmm. I would like to watch some of the other episodes based off of just having seen this episode uh, and briefly episode eight in which Anne Hathaway only appears in a montage, but I watched the first little bit of anyway, uh, which was a lovely, sweet little story about uh, uh, two old people uh, falling in love uh, after their partners had passed away. And it was a nice, uh, completely different uh, sort of story, um, which still encompasses under modern love. Um but yeah, so I, I like it. I didn't love it. I think Anne Hathaway's performance, uh, ignoring whether it, it is, like, as you said, it's not my position to say whether it is accurate or not. Yeah. But uh, in terms of the emotions that she is attempting p- to portray, she uh, does them very, very well and handles those trend- those very immediate changes of emotions well as well. Like the... the uh, uh, the, the the scene of her like staring in the mirror and just suddenly slowly going into an, uh, a mode of depression is very very well acted and proves what we've always said which is Anne Hathaway is very fucking good um, yeah, so Anne definitely. Hathaway is a good person to get to lead uh, uh, an episode like this I'm gonna give it a I'll give I'll, we'll, we'll go we'll go in the ha- hand holding buddies I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give it a four as well um, uh, and then Anne Hathaway's performance we've uh, vaguely discussed it already but what are you gonna give it I'm going to give it a four. I think she's very good in it. Um, I think, like I said, there's not necessarily enough narrative for me to hold on. Like, you know, I'm never invested in it more so than I'm like, oh, technically this feels like a good performance. Um, And I think that that lack of narrative means I can't really invest in the character, which means I can't necessarily invest in her as in, like, her performance as much as I would in another film, like Late Miss, for instance. That's fair. Um, I'm I'm going to go a little bit higher because I think if, if we sort of... I've talked about this before of what is required of the role like mm. like while the the lack of investment in the character is there and i agree with that that's not necessarily her fault that's that's within that's structural that's writing that's uh, that's whatever they have made the decision to play this character as a more you know just you've got a, a day in the life and you are naturally going to be less invested in that but in terms of what anne hathaway is required to do for the role i think she does really really well uh, i think um as I said, yeah, she, she portrays the nuance of these emotions uh, and the extremes of the emotions really, really well. Uh, and so I'm going to go for a strong 4.3. 4.3. Okay, fine. Um, and the America's Sweetheartometer. How much know. of America's Sweetheart is Anne Hathaway? Well, it's a streaming service show. So America does like streaming services, but it's Amazon Prime. Which isn't Netflix, but is owned by Amazon. You see my dilemma here. Like it's it's there's lots of factors coming into play. You know, America loves success, which Amazon is successful, but it also loves Netflix, which is a more successful streaming service than Amazon Prime. But you also get Amazon Prime for free. This is confusing. It's also by the New York Times, which isn't owned by Jeff Bezos, but the Washington Post is. So it's it's an interesting conundrum here <laughs> of how much this falls into America's interests. Um, you know, 
What do you think? I mean, it's tough. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for a strong uh, 1.2. America has proved that it does not care about the mental health suffering of its young people, um, and and refuses to provide the uh, amount of support that it requires uh, to to properly handle those sorts of things. Uh, and uh, Kanye West is a lovely example of that. Um, so uh, I will give it a 1.2. I, I understand that. I understand that. I conversely feel just that America, you know, as proven by its tax laws, loves Jeff Bezos, uh, yeah. and as such, this is a fault. You know, it's it's Strong. she's Strong. she's doing and the Bezos's work. We rarely disagree that strongly on the mm. <laughs> at the, the American Sweet Tartometer, and of course, we've got our love interest. We've got um, uh, Gary Carr appearing uh, in this film as um, Anne Hathaway's love interest, and I got to say, he's a good-looking man, absolutely, and we know that. We are nothing if not shallow. We have the himbo tier here that, that separates out uh, the attractive men uh, from the rest uh, because we are uh, disgusting. Um, but this man should check up. He, he should recognize the signs earlier. He should be checking on Hannah Hathaway. He seems to vaguely punish her for her uh, lack of engagement in this date, which is nothing to do with her and not her fault, uh, and should be recognized as not a lack of engagement. So he's, despite being uh, a very good-looking boy, uh, he's going to come down low. He's going to rock in at number 20 for me. He's going to rock in at number 20, uh, and he's going to be called... Um, no care, Chris, because he doesn't care about that the way. He's just below McSwillison from Princess Diaries and just above Faux Jonas Brother from oh, Devil's Prada. McSwillison are way too high on that list. Uh, <laughs> no, I, so, so oh, but me, you forget I, the McSwillison is hot. So here's the thing. Surprisingly, I'm going to come in pretty close to yours, uh, which is, which is un, unusual. Typically, we, we go pretty far away on the, where we put each other on the list. Um, I, you know, I'm going to say about this guy, like, he would have been great had he just asked her about how she was doing. Yeah. Um, you know, Typical I, man. The, doesn't yeah, care, doesn't you know, care about think, a woman and how she's feeling. Him, but it isn't. Uh, so I'm, of course, putting him in at number 19. Uh, I, I, he's below The Mentalist from The Devil's Prada, but above Jack Nasty from Brookback Mountain. See, you've um, got Jack Nasty, so I've got Jack Nasty's in my top ten, baby. What? Jake Gyllenhaal, sexy Again, he boy. He cheats on her repeatedly, and then eventually oh. gets murdered, which is his fault. Gets murdered. Oh dear. Um, and uh, dear Al, are you going to be stashing away this film? I don't know. This is a tough one. Will, will you go first? Because I actually don't know. Um. That's a good point. I've, I've written down no. I've just immediately gone no. But I feel like normally if I give something a four, I do. I do say I just, I'm relatively consistent. If it's highly rated, I normally stash it away. Have I ever given anything of Anne Hathaway's a four and not put it in? I don't think so. I'm scanning through. I'm scanning through. No. No, every mm. in fact, I am almost rigid in this commitment, Alexander, in that yeah. everything that is above uh oh no, that's that's incorrect. I gave uh what? Why are bride wars and passengers in my statue, Alexander? What happened to me? I'm looking at this. I was about to say that everything below four uh is not in, but apparently those two Alexander, can you help me? Why are both of those in my stash away? What was my justification? Well, passengers, passengers was worth watching. All right, you know, passengers is a is an emotionally complex, uh, but so good it's bad movie. So bad it's good, not so good it's bad. Uh, it is so bad it's good. 
Um, with Bride Wars, maybe if it's in the same category, maybe you, you liked the way that it discussed female friendship. I don't know. It, uh, uh, Bride Wars is the worrying one for me. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm concerned about that. I'm, I'm, I'm almost hoping that I've actually just written that down incorrectly. Um, but I'm, I'm gonna stick with my gut. I think, I think while, uh, it is a very, very technically well made, very well acted, and and discusses uh very serious topics with good nuance. I think it, that it is not substantial enough. I do not think that in just those 35 minutes that humanity will feel galvanized to fight back against the aliens. So I'm I'm not going to snatch this away, despite, despite that being, I think, the only time across both seasons that I have given something a four or higher and not snatched it away, which feels harsh. Interesting, because I, I think I am going to put it in my hang, blanks bank. Um, okay. But I, I, you know, I, I think it's a fun, um, if largely harmless, piece, and you know, I, I, I like that it tackles some complex stuff. Uh, I think I like John Carney's direction. I maybe I just like John Carney too much, um, and I think Anne Hathaway gives good performance. So I, I think in terms of, especially in, like, maybe I'm just grading on a curve here based on the recent stuff, but based on her recent stuff, this is great. More of this, please. Um, so yeah, Fantastic. I, I'm going right. to it away. Brilliant. Um, so. That leaves just me. Damn it. Normally, uh, I have the opportunity to wait while you uh, decide what you're going to stash away instead of this week's film. But uh, I, therefore, am the only person that is required to do it this week. And so I'm going to talk slowly while I look around my room because that's helped me before. I've done my clothes steamer before. Um... I'm gonna go with fuck Al. Al, help! I'm 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 falling. This parachute's a knapsack. What the fuck? Um, shit. Anything in this drawer? No. Um, oh Jesus. No, that's a pencil sharpener. Nothing in that drawer. That's a tape measure. Um, ah, I'm gonna put Alson Wenger. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> we discussed him in last week's episode. He's looking over me. Um, uh, and yeah, Alison Wenger, uh, a man who heralded uh, perhaps my greatest enjoyment, uh, my greatest period of enjoyment of sports um, when he was manager of Arsenal. Uh, and now it's going very poorly. So uh, I would I would like to, to represent uh, the good things that he has done, not only for Arsenal football, but also England, English football in general. Um, uh, and hence why he gets pride of place on my lovely bookshelf. Um, and so with that, dear Alexander, oh, we've got... A, We've got a nippy one this week. Ah, we might come in under 45 minutes. Only slightly longer than the thing we're through. talking about. Ooh. <laughs> Look at us go. Uh, so while I check in uh, on the IMDb to see what we are reviewing next week, uh, what can our dear listeners do between now and next week? Of course, you can download every single episode uh, three times. All right, Once for luck, twice for good wishes, and the third time because it will bring you wealth. Uh, like the wealth stone in uh, Parasite, uh, downloading our podcast three times will only ever certainly bring you good fortune. Uh, it will not bring uh, people living in your basement uh, who might try and murder one of you. Uh, that's right, guys. The, the 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 this lucky old podcast. If you download it, you too can end up like all the people from Parasite. It can only go well. You can have a whole good life where you live in a basement. Sorry for spoiling Parasite. If you got this far in, that's not really a spoiler. Kind of is a spoiler. Uh, maybe I spoiled Parasite too much. Uh, 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 it's, it's cool. Parasite, I, I, it's a I, 
thank God I was not listening um, because I have not seen Parasite yet. Uh, next week, you can uh, watch us. Watch us? I hope no one is watching us. That would be weird. Um, uh, you can listen to us review Dark Waters starring, starring Mark Ruffalo and Alexander. It has an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. We might get to watch a good movie. I'm it's so by, excited. By the guy who directed Spotlight, an Academy Award winning film. There you Ooh. go. Look, we might have fun next week, guys. Please let us have fun. Another way, fire agent. Um, so from me, Jamie, and my co-host, Al, that's one more ep in the bank. Go talk to a therapist. Good mental health is good. <laughs> Normally you have a bit, but this just sincere. I, I feel mental like it'd be inappropriate for me to make a joke about bipolar disorder. So, you know, like, you know, go, which is kind of the theme of the thing. So, like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's go, right. go, Go talk to healthy people. Or go to talk to someone <laughs> to talk about your health. I don't know. Go see a doctor in general. Make sure you get checked up. Yeah, yeah, no. Know. Just get... Everyone should go get a checkup. Yeah, get a checkup. How, how's that. your back doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. Blank spank.